And tonight's reading is from Luke uh, chapter 12, starting at verse 22. So that's Luke chapter 12, starting at verse 22. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no store or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon, in all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock. For your fathers have been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your hearts will be also. Thank you, Emily. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word come to a passage that uh, seems very practical so we just pray today that you will help us to apply it help us to go away encouraged knowing that you really do care for each one of us amen well don't worry says jesus it's easy isn't it who could uh, watch England get to a penalty shootout and not worry. Where would Jesus... Oh, Chris, you couldn't. Where would Jesus be? He'd be behind the city with the rest of us, I suspect, uh, at, at that point. We do worry. According to the uh, National Health Service, about 5% of us have general anxiety disorder. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like quite a few of us are anxious and we worry about all sorts of stuff don't we we worry about trivial stuff like uh, well perhaps it's not trivial england football but we worry about that we worry about our our finances we worry about our families Uh, we worry about our health especially at the moment don't we with with covid uh and the big stuff what's going to happen to the planet with the environmental issues in the news again what's going to happen with the uh pandemic and what's going to happen to me when I die but Jesus says don't worry and I think that's quite a challenge and I think part of the challenge is understanding whether that's a command or whether it's an encouragement how does Jesus say don't worry 
So that's what we're going to think about. And, and, and really, there are three things I want to draw out from that passage. And that is that we're not to worry about worry, that we're not to worry about stuff, and we're not to worry about our futures. So three things not to worry about. Not to worry about worry, not to worry about stuff, not to worry about our, our futures. And the reason I want to start off by saying don't worry about worry is because I think if we just listen to what Jesus is saying here and say, well, that's a command, I shouldn't worry, then we could well go out of here this evening adding guilt and condemnation to our worry. We could make things perhaps even worse. Because, to be honest, some worry is good. Worry is a sort of warning, like fear sometimes, isn't it? It's telling us something needs action, that we need to respond. Sometimes it's right to worry. But what we'll see as, as we move through this passage is that sometimes it's simply not right to worry. And that's that sort of time when worry takes over from trust. When we stop trusting God and we're simply worrying. Remember, uh, up to now, Jesus has just told the story that Dave talked about last week about man building bigger barns. Uh, and what he was focused on was, was his wealth and how that was going to look after him. And he's been talking to everybody. But now... He focuses down. Look at verse 22. Then Jesus said to his disciples. So this passage is for us. If you're a believer here tonight, Jesus is talking to his followers. And he's telling us that we need to have a different set of priorities. That we need to replace worry with trust. And in some ways... That's a command, and in some ways, that's an encouragement. Now, do you remember your first day at school? This is where we find out whether the clicker works. Oh, there we are. The clicker doesn't work. There we are. I don't know whether I did that or Abby did that, but there we are. But do you remember your first day of school? And do you remember perhaps your mum or your dad or your carer or someone saying to you as you went off to school, don't worry, it'll be all right. Well, hopefully it it was. Um, But that's the sense, the tone of voice that I think Jesus is using here. I'm not just imagining that. Look at verse 32. I know that's going on ahead a bit, but look at verse 32. Do not be afraid Little flock. Look at those words. Aren't they wonderful? Do not be afraid, little flock. That's not a command, is it? That's a, that's a warm encouragement. And we'll, we'll come back to that later on as we work through the passage. But they're kind words. It's Jesus wanting to reassure us. I suppose the other thing to point out is that this word worry, we don't do very well in translating in English. I mean, we've only just got worry. And you try to think of another word for worry, and it's, it's, it's worry. Uh, whereas the word that Jesus is using is, has, has got a little bit more to it. It's got a bit more of this to it. Oh, where did he go? Can we go on, Mum? There we go. 
It's, it's, it's got a sense of, of, of Corporal Jones and don't panic. There's a sense of everything falling to pieces. There's a sense of, of just obsessing with something, getting over-concerned with something, everything getting just too much. Look at verse 29. Do not set your hearts, Jesus says. This has happened to me before. Thank you very much. So as we read this passage, let's just start with that mindset, that this is Jesus encouraging us. It's not uh, something we go away feeling guilty because we're worrying. We're not having guilt to worry. But at the same time, we take it seriously. It may be the encouragement, but Jesus is talking about something very important. And what he says is don't worry about stuff or don't worry about now i dithered so using both don't worry about the here and now and just look through these verses with me verse 22 jesus is saying don't worry about your life what you're going to eat don't worry about your body don't worry about what you wear don't worry about your diet don't worry about your clothes Verse 23, life is more than food. The body is more than clothes. Verse 25, don't worry about how long you're going to live. There's different versions of how you can read that, 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 uh, that little phrase he uses there. Whether he's talking about uh, whether you can add an extra hour to your life or whether you can add an extra inch to your height. But either way, the point is the same. Jesus is saying it's, it's a waste of time. You can worry about these things, but it simply doesn't achieve anything. And then you drop down to verse 33, and you get the same idea of the importance of possessions. Sell your possessions and give them away. Don't worry about them. And really, that covers just about everything, doesn't it, in our lives. And actually... We, it covers stuff that's really important. You know, there are a lot of folk you talk to now, and they talk about, when you ask where they've been on holiday, the first thing they want to tell you is, is about the, the food they've eaten and, and the fantastic restaurants. And, and you go places, and they just see photos of their food, things like that. And for us, it's become a little bit of a, a hobby in a way, hasn't it? It's not terribly important for many of us. There's still a significant proportion, even of this city, though, where it is very important. The food banks have never been busier. And for Jesus' listeners, food and drink was really important. It could run out overnight. And yet, Jesus says, even important stuff like that, don't worry about it. We don't need to worry about anything in life. And in fact, he's just been talking about the luxuries, hasn't he? The man building bigger barns. So he's really saying from the luxuries to the essentials. We don't need to worry about them. And he gives us two reasons why not. And some of it, to be honest, is just common sense. We looked at this passage with the Office Alpha group the other day. Uh, and they said, oh yes, we do that on our mental health um, counselling. That's the same sort of stuff. Verses 25 and 26, worry doesn't add a single hour to your life. It doesn't achieve anything. It's a waste of time. Well, that's fairly good advice to anyone, isn't it? 
But remember, he's talking to his disciples. And, uh, and then he goes on and gives us another reason. And it's a reason that you won't get on a mental health counseling course because this is just for believers where Jesus says, whatever our situation, we can know we have a loving father who cares for us. And in fact, as you look through this passage, Jesus clearly wants us to remember that because he sort of says it three different times. Verse 24, he says, you are more valuable than the ravens. And then we get to verse 28, and it's the same idea. God looks after the, uh, the, 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 the flowers or whatever, so he looks after you. Verse 30, your father knows what you need. Jesus is really trying to get it home to us that if we trust in him, we have a heavenly father who cares for us. And he gives us two visual aids to help us remember that. And those are visual aids that we can, we can still uh, use now. So verse 27, consider how the wildflowers grow. I was um, up at Black Cat up on the South Downs uh, a few weeks ago. That is, uh, that is Black Cat. And uh, we were on an orchid expedition because I didn't know this before, but the bee orchid is very rare and only grows in one spot on the South Downs. In fact, I think it may be the only place in Britain that it grows. And it just is there for a couple of weeks each year. And it's a tiny plant. You would stamp on it and not even notice it. And yet, look at it. It is stunningly beautiful. And Jesus says, that's God's work. If he can do that, he can care for us. And then he goes really from one extreme to the other. Because verse 24, consider the ravens. Well, we don't really have ravens to consider, do we? But we do have herring gulls. And that is kind of the Brighton equivalent. Okay? Ravens were unclean birds. They were, they were, in, in, in the Jewish eyes of the day, they were disgusting animals. Well, that's kind of how we feel about herring gulls, don't we, on Brighton Beach. They make a mess, they foul everything up, they, they mob you and all the rest of it. And yet Jesus says, but God cares for them. We can look at creation, we can look at a beautiful flower and say that's a reminder of God's love. And when you're having your chips stolen on Brighton Beach, rather than throw stones at the herring gulls, we can give thanks that we have a loving heavenly father. And in fact, we can do better than look at the flowers and the gulls. Because we can see God's love in action in Jesus coming. We can, we can look to the cross. We can see Jesus lifted up there. And we can say, God loved me so much that he sent his son to die for me. So Jesus knows that we worry. That's why he's giving this advice. And he knows things go wrong. And he knows that we are mortal. Flowers don't last forever. Birds die. The grass, verse 28, the grass goes on the fire. This isn't a verse, a passage that's saying everything's going to be all right. But it's saying that whatever happens, God cares for us. And when we worry, well, we're just forgetting that, aren't we? 
We're forgetting that care for us. At that point, we're not trusting in God. We're not trusting in what he's done for us, perhaps, on the cross. Worry doesn't achieve anything, but the cross achieved everything. So we focus on what Jesus has done for us and are grateful. So we don't worry about worry uh, and we don't worry uh, about stuff or, or, or now. And we don't worry about the future. And that's Jesus's other reason, really, for not worrying now. He says, you've got a great and eternal future to look forward to. And when you can look at that future, well, it can change the perspective, can't it, on what's going on now. Look at verse 32 again. Don't be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Do you know, I did think I could just read that verse for 20 minutes. It's just stunning, isn't it? Don't be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Not only do we have a fantastic future, but it's secure, it's guaranteed. Our Father has been pleased to give it to us. It's not something we ought to hope is going to happen. I don't know whether you watch the Olympics or bits of it or whatever, but if you just watch the highlights, you cannot have missed uh, Charlotte Worthington on the BMX. Uh, I was just watching some clips of it the other day. It almost makes you cry watching it. It is so staggering, isn't it? There she is, and she's fallen over twice. And I can't remember who it is, but it's in gold medal position. Uh, but they're saying that was such a strong performance. There is no way anybody is going to beat that. That was just brilliant. And then Charlotte Worthington comes up for her last run, and she does that. I think she did that about five times in different directions. Absolutely stunning. It was off the scale. And you listen to the judges and they just can't get over what they're seeing. And she nails the gold. See, what had gone before, all that, it seemed wonderful. And yet suddenly our eyes focus on something absolutely stunning. And it changes everything. And that's a little bit like the kingdom of God, with the one big difference is that our gold medal is secured already. There's no doubt about it. When Jesus died, he defeated death. The kingdom is open to any of us who trust in him. And with that promise, our future is secure. And therefore, Jesus says, you don't need to worry about what's happening now. Because we have this great and glorious future. This picture came in the press this week, uh, and um, I think it was in all the newspapers, actually. And I thought it's such a good illustration of what we're seeing here, isn't it? Jesus is not saying scary stuff isn't going to happen. But he does say, don't worry, because we have a safe future. Look at that. There's that little flock of sheep, and it looks a pretty small flock of sheep, doesn't it? And it's clearly in great danger. But there are the owners, the shepherds, herding them to safety making sure they're looked after. J.C. Ryle said this, he said, if you can say the Lord is my shepherd, then you can say I shall not want. It's a great little line, isn't it? If you can say the Lord is my shepherd, then you can say I shall not want. 
So it's all very encouraging, isn't it? It's all lovely. We don't need to worry. We have a loving, heavenly Father. But there's a little bit of a sting in the tail. This is encouragement, but it's also a command. Verse 30. The pagan world's world runs after such things. Your father knows you need them, but seek his kingdom. Jesus says, no, we are to be different. We don't need to worry. But that should begin to play out in our day-to-day lives. Our priorities will be different. We're not seeking the kingdom in terms of trying to find it. We've been given it. As Phil was saying earlier, it's kind of what our focus is. It's our priority. That's what we're focusing on all the time. That's what we concentrate on. And that's why Jesus says in verse 33, sell your possessions, give them to the poor. Christians should be keeping less and giving more. Verse 34 is the outworking of that, isn't it? How we treat our possessions shows what's going going on inside us. Shows us what's more important to us, this life or the next. Jesus wants us to trust in our Father. And as we know from James, faith without works just doesn't exist. If we trust him, then our lifestyle will change. As we learn not to worry, then we start having kingdom priorities. Two very practical things, perhaps, we can do or or, or put that into action uh, today, even. One is a very simple one, and that is that we replace worry with prayer. I don't know about you, but I find more and more, I wake at around three o'clock in the morning, and everything just piles into your head. All the things that just worry you seem to appear at three o'clock in the morning um, the Saxons had a term for it it was called the Uchiara the night terrors well maybe that's not when you worry but that's the time when we can change worry to prayer Proverbs says trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight so at that moment when the worry piles in we don't rely on our own working it all out We trust in the Lord and turn it into prayer. And we don't just pray, oh, Lord, like, I had to have two wisdom teeth out the other day. So we don't just pray, oh, Lord, please don't make it hurt. Please make it go away. We pray that the kingdom will grow through what happens. Not quite sure how I could manage that, having two wisdom teeth out, but you get the idea. We're praying not just for ourselves. We're praying that God will use the situation to advance his kingdom. And I think the other very practical outworking of all this is we see Jesus say, sell your possessions, give to the poor, provide purses for yourself that won't wear out. Where your treasure is, there is your heart. Well, one of our big treasures is our time, isn't it? And Phil's already referred to the survey. BH is not the kingdom, but it is where we serve. And I think through lockdown, it's been really easy, hasn't it, to step back. A friend of mine just said, I prefer doing church in my pyjamas. Well, you can't really 
do church in your pyjamas. It's a good time at the moment, isn't it, just to reflect on our priorities. As we've come out of lockdown, as we begin to say, well, actually, where is my treasure? Is there a danger over the last few months that we've got ourselves into, into bad habits? If we want treasure that lasts, we need to seek his kingdom. Then, Jesus says, all those good things will be given to us as well. So, there we are. Don't panic. Don't worry about worry. Don't worry about stuff. Don't worry about the future. That's good advice. It's encouragement. But it is a command as well. Philippians 4 says, trust in God. And how does it go after that? Paul says, trust in God and then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So don't be afraid, little flock. Our Father has been pleased to give us the kingdom.